Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly presented by Whiskerware Apparel along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes and we got a bunch of stuff to go over tonight. Doc, how's the weather out in Ohio? It is beautiful. It was fairly hot today and then uh, the rains came through and cooled it down. Uh, it's uh, mid 70s right now. Real nice. I got the windows open in the house. So if you start hearing uh, sirens or dogs barking, let me know. Uh, I can close a few things up, but I, right now I got a breeze that's coming right across. I'm surprised that uh, Survivor banners not sitting here flapping in the wind. <laughs> so. You know, I remember Chuck used to sit out on his front porch and do the show with us, and and until uh, the skeeters got to eating him up, and uh, I I just envied that so much because. I, I always sit in here with the air conditioner, but yeah. I just turned the air conditioner on last week, and it just got so bad that I couldn't stand it anymore. Come here, here, come here. Uh oh, I show you my butt, my new, my new baby. Whoops. Oh, how about that? There you go. We're gonna make a video star out of her. We're gonna take her to the lake with us and do some shooting one of these days. We're gonna have to get a little more used to her, but she's doing really good. We picked her up yesterday, left the Fishing for Freedom tournament in Quincy, drove all the way to to uh, uh, Chillicothe or right there by Chillicothe and picked her up, and she's just doing wonderful. We can't wait to get her in the boat. Good deal. <laughs> yep, she's a sweetheart. Real, real, real well-mannered, just doing 100, and uh, we're pretty happy with her. She's awesome. We, uh, we fished the Fishing for Freedom tournament over the weekend, Doc. I, I know that... Uh, work keeps you from doing some of these events yeah, like this but had to work it was killing me it it is was a wonderful event um i was told and i don't have the numbers on this correctly we need to get randall involved in this again here one of these days uh because i didn't get the uh the winners of all the divisions and all that sent to me yet but uh i i have been told that it that event that they hold in Quincy, Illinois, is now the largest fishing for freedom event in the nation. Wow! And uh, I'm very proud of the, what them guys do up there. Um, they work so hard. We, I, if you get a chance, to watch our shows that we done up there. Uh, I got to interview the guy that originally started the very first fi fishing for freedom in Quincy. Um, we had a really good time with him and several of the guys on there. And we're going to try to do a bigger, more uh, interview type thing with um, more of the warriors and boaters next year. Get out of there. And, you know, just, just to make it better because those guys do so much for us. If we can do just a little bit of stuff for them, no, to, uh, to make it better, it'll be a lot of fun. And, and I, I really, we get excited about that tournament because it's so, it's just a blast and they all seem to enjoy it. We sure do. Uh, water was rocking up there, Doc. I mean, you'd have been, you'd have loved it, you know, depending on where you're at, anywhere from three and four to six, seven mile an hour. Uh, it's we like behind being the dam. in Memphis, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hot up there, but uh, a lot of the guys went up. A lot of the guys went up above uh, Keokuk where it, uh, it's wider and it wasn't quite as bad. And our old buddy Ken Pryor, he went over to Mark Twain Lake and took uh, 
took his sea arc over there and instead of fishing for uh, catfish, he had a couple of guys that wanted to bass fish. So uh, he took them bass fishing. They wasn't doing any good. So he called his son. His son took his catfishing rods down there to him, met them at the dock. They, he took them out catfishing, ended up winning the catfish division over there. So uh, that's the... That's the only one that I know of that went on. I didn't get all the results, but uh, I was glad for Ken. Uh, he he took two different guys out in his boat, and there was a lot of a lot of of the boaters that took two people out in their boats this year. But it's just an awesome event, and uh, we're we're proud to be a part of that. And uh, hopefully, we can make a a bigger deal the next year for them than we did this year. What did you have going on this weekend? Me? <laughs> well, I worked. And then I put new axles on my boat, on my oh, boat wow. trail. Big deal. Yeah, Big two, br two brand new ones. So. Well, you should be good for a long time to come. Yeah, I was going to go ahead and uh, just put new spindles and, you know, weld them in myself. And uh, it was actually cheaper to just go ahead and buy the whole axle with them already attached. Oh, than wow. Than buy the, buy the spindles, so. Huh. Well, that'd be the way to go then. There's no question about it. Yeah, so I just, you know, I work, I work 12 hours. So I come home from working, and then on Friday, I work two hours on it. And then on Saturday, I work two hours on it. And then on Sunday, I work like three hours on it. And then I finished it up today. So Well, that's good. I'm glad you got her all done. You won't have to worry about none of that stuff for a yeah. long time to come. Just pack you some wheel bearings and go on. Yep, and I, you know I do that. <laughs> I, I do know you do that. Yes, sir, I do. Um, we have a really uh, great guest on the show with us tonight, Doc. Yes, we got we Nick Deshano with Offshore Tackle, and uh, Nick is a, him and his family have a really great product, and they do a lot for the fishing community. And they've recently got into the catfish end of it. I got to tell you, I'm pretty impressed with their stuff. Welcome to the show, Nick. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> we uh, we have a mutual friend. Um, Robert with uh, Survivor, Survivor Unit and Crusher Marine, and, and Robert, uh, he has really jumped into catfishing into this uh, in a huge way, and of course, he introduced you to me and me to you and Doc and all that, and, and uh, we're really happy that you would spend your evening with us on the show tonight. Tell us about what you got. Well, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, we're learning about a new, <laughs> a new fish for me. I haven't fished a whole lot of catfish. I haven't caught a whole lot of them on purpose, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, you know, I have fun learning a new fish. And we just been doing the crappy, crappy fish in, in the south for a while, and now we're looking into getting into some catfish. And it looks like a blast. It's a whole lot different holding up this little crappy, and now you got to hold the fish. And when you got to hug it, you know, you got a good fish. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's correct. Now, where are you guys located at, Nick? We're in Michigan. We're uh, in uh, Port Austin, Michigan, which is um, right on the tip of our thumb. You get our Michigan map out, and it's right up on the tip of our thumb. And then that's okay. uh, on, on Lake Huron. So we have Lake Huron, and just a little bit to the other side is Saginaw Bay. Mm -hmm. So we've okay. been in, been out of there since about 1980. We started out with just uh, downrigger releases for salmon fishing. And then uh, the planer board come about about 92 or 93. And it's just from then on, it's been it's been been going going big since then. Well, now you guys have been in the walleye end of tournament fishing for a long, long time, uh, and and other stuff on the big lakes up there. 
but crappie is actually even pretty new to you. Is that correct? Yeah, since about 2013 when uh, Tommy Scarless and Kyle Steinfeld won the Crappie Masters Championship on Grenada, pulling planer boards and crankbaits. And it, you know, it opened up a whole bunch of eyes to a different technique and it's just just like anything else and the same with the catfish and it's not you're not going to throw all your other stuff away and strictly use planer boards and and our our weight systems and that it's another tool to have in the boat for the for the day that that's what they want and it and it pays off you know a nice thing with planer boards and all of our products as long as you don't lose them they last a long time you know so you can you yeah. get a set of them you put them in the boat the day you need them you pull them out and you're you're going to be good to go with them and they're they're, they look kind of intimidating to begin with, but once you start playing with them and just get it in the water and put it out, it's it's pretty simple to learn it. There's a couple tricks to it, but you can you can come along it pretty good after a few hours of fishing with them. Well, and I've told people for ever since I started doing planer boards, and Doc's been doing them uh, a lot longer than I have. But if you buy a quality product and 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 spend a couple bucks extra, you only got to do it once unless you lose them and uh, I, I'm a believer in that, and, and I've been doing some stuff with your boards here lately, and they are amazingly well-made, and, and they do exactly what we need them to do in the catfish industry. Not that some of the other boards don't do, but I was really impressed with them and the fact that, uh, you know, they're so easily adjustable in so many different ways, it makes it a really great product. Well, I, I appreciate it. We've been working hard at it. You know, we're, we're not the cheapest one out there, but we, we strive to be the best quality. Everything we do is, is geared towards the top quality for because it is a good in, investment and we, we build them to last. We've got guys that have been walleye fishing with them or just fishing with them. And there's some of our first version of the boards that we did 20 years ago. You know, we just mm -hmm. got to. And yeah. we'll re rebuild them. We'll do a lot of the tournaments when we get to where there's a lot of people using them. They've got repair kits that go around, which you can replace the foam or somebody loses a screw, give them a new screw. Or some of the original boards had a metal bracket on them. And uh, now the boy, they have a nice, you know, plastic bracket that doesn't bend. This bracket's actually tougher than the metal bracket because you can just you can run over it with a car and it's still fine. But right. uh, so we'll, we'll update the boards for them and. And um, you can get a lot of life out of them, and especially when you're fishing in the rivers and in the lakes. It's even if one does come off the line, if you forget to put the line behind the, the pin in the release and it comes off the line, it isn't that hard. You just go around, they float, you go around and go back and get it. No, Lyle knows about that. Right. And <laughs> Lyle does know oh, yeah. about that. We still do Lyle it. Lyle was smart enough it. to figure out there was a pin on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. But, you know, if you get them behind there and, and after talking with Robert, some of the other guys that had used them, if you put a loop in there, you're not ever going to pull them off. You just ain't going to, you no. can't make them come off. In. Right. No. It's, a lot, it, it's like anything else and, and any other product, even in the same line, there's tricks and, and, and things that learning curves that you have to do, but they're, they're really not that hard to, to operate and, and, uh, I, I build rods for years, and guys want 10-foot rods so they can get further out the side of the boat. And I'm thinking, why would you do that when you drop a board out? You can put one out behind the boat and, and one out to the side at 20 or 25, 30 feet, and then another out at 40 to 60 feet, and you cover twice as much water. You're prevent, presenting your bait in front of all the other fish that you'd have to make two or three trips to do. So it just makes sense to me to do it. Yeah, well, and especially say you're anchored up in a river, and you're sitting in one spot, 
now instead of having that 10 foot rod that that bait's going to be 10 feet from the boat that's where it's always going to be now you put a board you can put it out 10 feet if you don't get anything you can feather it out a few more feet and you can just work that board back and forth until you figure out where the fish want to be i mean you can if they're 100 feet out to the side you just keep putting line out and it'll it'll take it out to the side for you you know the biggest thing to think about them is is they're just a directional bobber use them like a bobber except it's going out to the side instead of just down with the current and behind the boat and they're deadly that's correct the boards are absolutely deadly when you're fishing structure and you want it to get out there and you want it to hover Mm -hmm. you know it may it may take you a few times to figure out how deep the water is and stuff where you know the board will carry it but uh yeah they're just you know i've been using them for years and and i'm really excited about getting your boards and trying them out so well i you know I, we was talking before we started the show that we was up there in that hot current on the mississippi river in near flood conditions they call it moderate range or uh, it's not the major flood but it's not just you know above average it was pretty hot and mm-hmm. uh, you could put them boards out to the side of that kind of current, and it would take them out as far as you got enough line to go. <laughs> you know, whatever whatever you felt comfortable with. If your comfort range was 10 foot, it would do that. If, if your comfort range was 100 feet or 300 feet, it would do that. So, uh, And you could do it at anchor, and uh, a lot of times you can cast them out as far as you go. And we've used as much as 24 ounces of weight on the Mississippi River and Missouri River and when these heavy conditions hurt with current. And it they always end up right behind your boat. It doesn't matter. Yep. You can throw them out to the side all you want to, but eventually if you don't get hit, they're going to end up behind the boat with a board. Uh, you put them out. I usually just cast mine out and then hook the board on and let it take it on over there because that way you know you're down and it's behind the board a little bit. But uh, – it, it when you get it over there unless the current quits and it's not going to then then you just stay over there where you where you want to be to begin with yeah yeah so we do have a question really thomas heath wants to know will your boards handle a four to six ounce lead and a four to six inch shad up river on the mississippi river yeah Absolutely. well we've got We've got two sizes of board. Well, for for the main for the catfish and stuff, we've got a little mini one that we use for crappie, the awesome crappie board. But the main two boards is is our medium sized board. This is our OR12 board, and that's that's always been our most popular, the walleye board and, and salmon fish and stuff. And it's uh you know it's a decent sized board. This will haul probably four ounces, and in the current, the faster current, it'll haul a little more weight. Um, if you really want to pull stuff, there's this is our SST Pro Mag board, and I'll put the both up. These are, see if we can do oh, this. I got them on top of each other, and that'll give you the big difference between the two. They're a lot thicker. There's a lot more foam in these Pro Mag boards, and we tested it. They originally we designed them for the salmon industry, and they're they're hauling. We used to use stuff that's all copper line. It's twisted copper. It's basically the same as electrical wire that's got the insulation stripped off, and it's weighted line. And we'll put. 600 feet of this stuff out there to get our baits down 90 feet or so deep just with all this line but you got a mile of line behind you but that's almost two pounds of line when you got all that out and then these boards will pull it out to the side no problem with that much weight so they can haul a lot of weight and it depends now if you're just running it real slow four tenths of a mile an hour the board is probably going to be sitting there like just about like a bobber because it needs that that much weight you need a little bit more speed 
get it going, but it's it's doable. It's just and with us, we haven't spent a whole lot of time under a mile an hour with them. Uh, we're just starting to get into some some of the slower speeds that, that you guys are doing with them, and and they're going to take a little tweaking, but it, we're getting it to work. So it's just a little bit of a trial and error on a lot of our parts. Yeah. Now, is the are the releases adjustable on those? They are. There's uh, the snapper release that comes on the on the Pro Mag board. We call it the snapper release, and you can see it's this black yeah. release here. And then if you look on the bottom, right here, there's a screw. Okay. That screw is the tension. So you just clip it, and like this release, you can set it two different ways. If you pinch it forward, that's locked in, and there's a pin right here that fits into a hole that will keep the line from coming off of the release. So that's the setup like this. You catch a fish, you reel the whole board to the boat, you reach up, you flip it up with your thumb, you take the line off of the back release and you put the board in the boat. The other way you can do it is if you take this release and instead of forward, you flip that backwards. Now the line can come out this way. So if you get a fish, what we call it, yeah. you trip it. So you give the rod a little, you set it a little shallower, you sell it, set it just deep enough so it doesn't pop off on its own. Yeah. And then if you get a fish on, you give the rod a little pop. And this board will go down backwards, and this, this red release will keep it in place on the line. So you don't have to worry about it sliding down to the fish and beating on the fish when you're trying to bring it in. And then you bring it in backwards. So the, now, red, the red release has got a pin in it that you slide the line behind it? Yep, there's a pin yeah. right in the center of the pad. I don't know. It might be hard to see here. But, yeah, if, if, but, but there is a pin right in the center of the pad. And with that one, you always you open it up. And push the line all the way back. There's two other pins to keep the line from going back too far. So just open it up and push the line back and, and make sure it's behind the pin. And sometimes you forget. I forget. We were fishing the other day and, and when I popped a board and, and there it goes floating. And it's it's because I didn't put the line behind the pin. It's not working itself around that pin. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing, if you're using like a, a braided braided line, um, you want to wrap the line around the, the release because what happens is that braid is it's real abrasive and it's slippery and these pads can only hold so much and with that slippery line that that'll tend to slip through that release and eventually it'll cut that little pin in the center off and it'll mess with your pad so what I do is I'll put the line in like normal and then I wrap it around one of the jaws so oh it's like okay through, so it's through yeah. And it loops around and it comes back through. And when it's wrapped through there, that won't let it slide down through the braid. So if anytime you're putting braid on this red release, you want to loop it like that, and that'll keep it from slipping. That'll keep it nice and snug. Yeah. And with this release, the, the with the snapper release, you just clamp it. You don't have to worry about twisting anything. You just clamp it in, and it'll hold it. Yeah, like I said, it's pretty simple. There's some adjustments, and, and at the start, it's like anything else. It looks like there's a whole lot of stuff, but once you break it down to a few things, it's just a, a day's fishing out there. We'll, we could take people in an hour, and they're bringing boards around, bringing the outside board in and around the inside boards and shuffling them and doing all kinds of fun stuff with them. So it's just, just having the confidence to go out and do it. The best way to do it is when you get them, leave everything but your planer board stuff at home for a day. So yeah, force the fish with planer board because it's, it's like any other technique. If you're out there and you're kind of struggling with something new, it's always our tendency to want to go back to what we know what we're doing with. And you give them an hour and oh, I'm not catching fish and you throw that away and, and you just put out your normal stuff. And, you know, so you got to you got to learn it. But 
you know, a, a day of fishing with them, it should should get you a lot long ways on the curve. Good deal. We have a chewer, Doc. Oh, uh oh. We have to take shoes away from her, or you'll end up without any. Oh boy, that's that, you know that's something I never had with my both the two labs I've owned. I never had a chewer. Luke doesn't. I mean, we we got him ducks and chicken and stuff like that. And I mean, he carries them around, but he does not chew on anything. My well, lab was probably two <laughs> before I quit. Yeah, chewing. <laughs> that's about right. And I've never had one that wasn't a chewer, but so I'm used to it. But you just make them stop and and. But yeah, you're right. A year and a half, two years old, usually about the time that they quit. Yeah. Well, Doc, do you have some more questions for for Nick about his stuff? No, I, you know, I've got years of using boards, and uh, I, I really like using the boards. I mean, there's nothing oh, yeah. more fantastic than watching a board just stop, and then all of a sudden you see it going <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> and, and you know, you know that's generally that's that's a big cat that's on it when, when you it just kind of sits there and it hesitates and you kind of wonder what's going on with that board and then when it starts going the other way, so you know yeah, I, it's fine. I, I really like using them. I, I do too, and you know when when those boards are missing and you can't see them and they're under the water for any extended period of time yeah. you better get on the stick here because there's something happening that you're going to want to be involved with <laughs> yeah 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 i i i do have a couple of things that i would like to ask you about nick i i mm -hmm. know that you have some weight systems could you elaborate on that a little bit yep. for us we've got a couple of different ones our, our newest one is what we call it's a tadpole <laughs> This this is our uh, Magnum tadpole. So I can get it so we can see it here. Yeah. Um, and oh the God, way this works. And the way this works is it's, it's got this design on it. This this part here, this is a snap swivel, and that goes to your rod. And then what you've got here, and this is free to slide on this arm. And then this snap swivel off the back goes to your bait. So run a five six foot leader, or however you want your leader off the back your bait from it and this will dive down to this is a, a magnum this is our biggest one it's almost four ounces or a little over four ounces maybe so you, you send it down and then when you get a fish on it trips and the snap swivel goes to the front so now you just just have the weight and you're not you're not fighting the diving the the planing you know the diving of the tadpole so then it just trips in line when you get a fish pulling on in the way back and, uh, now, how many pretty, pretty. how many different sizes do you have of that? We've got four sizes. We've got a one and a two. Our one and two are our most popular ones for the the shallower stuff, um, under under 30, 40 foot of water. If you have light baits behind it, because if you put too heavy of a bait behind it, it's going to want to trip the tadpole. Whereas this this magnum, you can put a pretty decent pretty decent sized bait behind it, and it'll still stay stay set for you. Um, and then uh, there's the one and two, and then there's a three in this magnum. And the one and two are are just you know about an ounce and a quarter, and, a, and an ounce and three quarters. And then the, the three and the mag get up to about three and four ounces. But they'll they'll go. And there's dive charts from the precision trolling data charts on our website, offshoretackle.com, and it'll give you an idea on on speed and and how deep they'll go. This magnum at, at two and a half miles an hour will get down. 60 65 feet if you want it to 
You know, and slow well, and speed is right, thing down. Will go right down. Yeah. They, they don't mess around. They go right on down and they'll take your bait down there and hold it. And if you're on a smooth bottom, you can feel them bumping the bottom. So they're doing what they're yeah. supposed to do. Yep. And then uh, they're fun. Yeah. We've been using, finding different, different uses for them. And the nice thing is, since they, they, they have the actual dive, like how a crankbait dives, they don't wobble that much. They do a little bit of searching that front end will load up and it'll kind of roam around a little bit this way and that way, but it's not some crazy action to it. But since yeah. they do have that dive, you can get a nice dive chart on them. So you could you say, I want to go 18 feet down and the chart says, okay, you got to set it back 37 feet and you put it at 37 feet, you're going to be 18 feet down. Whereas the weight, and we've got um, what's called a snap weight. And this is, this is where the red release with the pin in it started out. Okay. Because we run anywhere from three-quarter to three-ounce weight. So you guys use a lot heavier. Here's an eight-ounce weight on this one. And it's the same thing. You just pinch, you open, you open it up, you pinch it on the line, and as long as the line's behind the pin again, that'll stay right on your line. And then it'll take you right down. So you can, if you want 30 feet of line out before you put a weight on, you can put any kind of lead length you want and clip that on the line and you're good to go. And uh, the same thing though, if you're doing that with braids, you want to wrap the line on it so it won't slide down, it won't slide down the line. Oh, Lyle, I can see us practicing a lot of new stuff on the Mississippi River. Yeah, me too. And, and I see him talk about that that clip like that with that weight on it and I've, I've already got a whole different thing in mind for that <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm thinking yeah. back battle some weights oh yeah you know you could yeah. tie that you clip that right onto your line and back bottom bounce and and uh, uh if i'm in heavy not, current you know as long as you don't have a lot of snags and stuff on the bottom to hook up on you know because that'll <laughs> like i said that'll other than a, than a long pencil style weight it it's a little more stuff for it to grab but if you got an open bottom it can and we've we've run up to one pound balls with this release on there, and that'll hold it on on the line. So it should probably hold more than that. But wow. the key is Doc and I have decided that Doc and I have decided that if you don't snag up and lose a little bit of stuff once in a while, you're probably not where them catfish want to be. Exactly. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, you're you're yeah. going to lose some stuff, and 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 I will will tell uh, the viewers this that. Uh, the dragon rig that Larry Muse told us all about and Steve Douglas named and all this stuff. That is a, a really good way to pull boards. If you're in a lot of uh, trees, rocks, stuff where you're getting hung up with, with weights and different things, those things are, are amazing how they'll go over different stuff. And I know there's guys have been making, filling up sock uh, or not sock but shoelaces with lead and shot and different things and there's several ways to design them but the idea is to get it to go over and it won't get hung and those work really well and uh but on the lake of the ozarks where i've been been doing all of the stuff with the boards because of all the high water uh you don't really have to have too much of that it's not that there's not some structure in there because there is but the with the heavy boat traffic if the boat traffic's real heavy and the waves are real big we used to go in the coves you go in there and catch all them uh medium small size fish you want you just one right after another and then boards will get out there and they start dancing you reel you fish in you put it back out and go again it's so much fun uh there i can't think of a better way to get a a beginner or someone 
uh, a kid, someone just starting out in the sport to get them interested in because you're busy all the time. You're just putting that bait for us much many more fish than you would if he was just anchored and casting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we were actually fishing a crappie tournament a couple of years ago at Lake of the Ozarks, and and one of our I think it's our last year's our last year's paper. We put out a, a newspaper every year that that has articles about our products and different ways of using it and good fishing tips and techniques and stuff. But um, on the cover of it is my dad. We caught about a thirty pound catfish on a flicker shad, pulling for crappie behind the planer board out there. So there's definitely some nice fish out there. <laughs> now, what is a flicker shad? It's just a crankbait. It's uh, Berkeley makes them. Okay. We use them for crappies a lot, and it's just a little shad, shad-sized crankbait. But it's only, you know, three inches long, two and a half inches long, a little thing. And this big old catfish got a hold of it, and I bet he <laughs> made that board dance. Oh man, yeah, yeah. That was we knew right away what we had on there, and it wasn't no crappie doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. And them crappie are fun, and they're good eating, but. Uh, I just once you get a hold of one of these good ones, it's yep. hard to go back to those small fish. It's not that that I still don't enjoy it uh, because I do, but there's you know even a ten or twelve pound catfish is more than most people realize how much fun that really is. Yeah, I grew up salmon fishing on Lake Huron, and we had big you know twenty five, thirty pound kings we'd fight when I was younger, and it's the same thing. You know, it's there's right. nothing like that big fish on the end. Of the line and especially this catfish i mean it's you know for us the 30 pound fish was big and catfish you're just kind of getting warmed up at 30 pounds there's some been <laughs> looking at some of these monsters in these tournaments and man <laughs> we had a guy a friend of ours chuck's buddy that he fished with caught a hundred over a hundred pound one uh down in alabama wow. in a small river last week and uh, we've been trying to get him on with us to do a little short interview and and uh, chuck knows him really well i thought it'd be nice if chuck and him could get in here together but our schedules just keep conflicting to where it hasn't been able to work out but we'll get him in here but uh there the coosa river is not a very big river system down there and and to put a hundred plus pound fish in the boat on a small river like that, I, that has to be a great story to be heard. Oh, yeah, that, that's so haul just to get them over the side of the boat after you reel them in. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, and, and uh, there's a lot of, of things that you know. I have shoulder problems. Cindy has knee problems. We fish together nearly every time we go out. I, I can't remember the last time we wasn't. And uh, fifty or sixty is a pretty good load for us, especially if we don't get it in a net, but. Uh, usually it takes both of us to get it in a boat. So uh, uh, 100 is going to work us, and I might just have to hold it in the net and call Doc and say, hey, bud, come on over here and help me <laughs> get this thing in a boat. Yeah. But whatever we got to do, yeah. we're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, uh, Nick, how, how much uh, are you anticipating uh, catfishing industry going towards the planer board aspect? of things and from my perspective uh it's just another arsenal that most people should be interested in yeah it is it is it's pretty exciting to look at it's another you know the the, the industry like like some other ones the industry is is getting getting to be big and known and it, it's growing and you know the tournaments that are out there the tournaments are starting to get bigger and there's a lot more um publicity going on with it and uh it's interesting. The more people I talk to, there's, there's more of a place for these planer boards in it. There's there's a lot of different areas where they're going to work, and there's some you know some that won't. I mean, there's half of the walleye tournaments they don't use planer boards for either. So there's a time where you use them and a time you don't. But 
right. it's going to be one of those things that you know serious fishermen are in somewhere depending on your little area like lake of the ozarks and places like that it's it's there's some prime places for them. so it's it's going to be I, fun uh, to see where it goes in the next few years i i think so too and and you know i we took a lady out on our uh, fishing for freedom tournament over the weekend and and she uh she is her and her husband mostly bass fishing he never took her catfishing she just wanted to go out and uh, she said that uh everybody talks about catfishing being boring you just sit there and wait for the fish to bite well with planer boards and back bottom bouncing and the new techniques that are being brought into the sport it's not like that, and it's not a lazy way to fish. You actually have to work oh, yeah. to keep that trolling motor headed in the right direction so you stay on the the depth of water that you want to be on the contour line, however you want to put it. Uh, if you're back bottom bouncing, it's the same thing. If you get offline, you're out of where the fish are. So it's actually work, and you gotta you got to spend some time to get all of it figured out. But the reward of it is just amazing. Yeah, well, it's fun, it's, and, and there's a lot of excitement I mean, just watching the boards. And you know, the biggest thing is you got to get used to watching the planer board and not the rod tip. So once you start right. watching the planer board, but I mean, it's it's exciting to see the board take off, or you know, catfish haul it right underwater and disappear on you. So it's yeah, they do it's a way to do it, and and there's a lot of strategy. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to do with it. And like I said, it's more than just putting some bait on it and sending it out to the side and driving around. There's a lot of techniques. Well, uh, that's right. With, it, go ahead. With with catfishing, one day you may find fish working at such a range that you can run them boards out uh, 20 or 30 feet on the first board and 40, 50 feet out the second board. The next day, uh, you may need to run them out 60 or 70 feet uh, to get in the same water column that those fish are wanting to feed in, and you might want to suspend them up off the bottom. Uh, I know I run a lot of, of floats and stuff to keep the baits up off the bottom so they're not con constantly just dragging, but there's so many variables and so much stuff you can do with planer boards that people don't even realize is, is possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the, well, the excitement factor even goes up tenfold when you're running them at night. Oh, oh yeah! Because, oh <laughs> wow! It, that just you know, and and now we've got these whisker sticks, uh, LED lights. You know, I, I've I've got my boards are drilled out so that now I can just take and and put that stick on the front and then mm -hmm. uh, take a wire tie and tie it down and it's ready to go. So and and there's nothing more exciting when you see the board that's on the right on the left side, which is red. And it starts going across the back of the boat, headed towards the one <laughs> other one that's green. So, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, you got a good one on. So. I'm pretty sure. Robert would like to know if you're going to be at the Catfish Conference this year, Nick. Yeah, I sure plan to. We gotta, we gotta get signed up and everything. But we're yeah. definitely wanting to be a part of that. We we started a little late last year and didn't get time to get into it. But yep, Catfish Conference and. Uh, we're uh, also doing the Mississippi River Monster Tournament, so we'll be down there at the the Pyramid at Bass Pro Shops, hanging out with everybody. So I'm looking forward to that. It should be a it should be a good time. Absolutely, you know that's a that's a both great events. We we make both of them. The Catfish Conference is just amazing thing of what those guys have put together, Steve and. Uh, 
uh, all the Jeff Jones and, and all them guys have worked so hard to make this a, a huge event. Hervé works his year round on that thing. And, uh, you know, it's just a major event. Uh, standing room only sometimes, but it's worth everything. And everybody that says any kind of a product in the industry is pretty much there. And then Mississippi river monsters. Well, at the pyramid, that everything It's just a beautiful <laughs> place to be, uh, great times. Uh, and Leslie and all those, uh, George and all of them, they work very hard to make that a really nice event. It is, it's, it's very nice. And, uh, we, we really had a good time down there last year. Yeah, well, we're excited. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And, and we'll be down there. We'll all get together. We'll, we'll get a show down there and get everybody involved with it. It'd be a ton of fun. Uh, can you tell us about your Tattletail flag system that's, yeah. that's on these boards? That's on the smaller one, on, on, the, right, on the OR-12. And, and the way that works is it's a spring-loaded flag. So you set it up, and it's for smaller fish or when you're hauling, hauling lighter weights. We do have an adjustment on the flag that you can adjust it. And I'll show you that here in a second. And basically what happens is you set your line up. You put it out. You set the board like normal. You put your line in the front part and the clip here. And you snap it down on the front. And then there's there's a release out the back. And then you put a little slack line between the two releases. And then when you get a fish on, that extra weight pulls that flag down. So now you know there's a fish on it. And the, the flag's down. There's a, there's a fish. There's something on it. You know, whether it's a weed or something's dragging on it. Um, a lot of times we'll do oh, things like okay. if we're using a if we're using a crankbait, we'll set it so it's got a little bit of pressure on it, and then if you get a weed on it where it's not pulling so hard, the flag will stand up. But uh, the the key with these flags is you got to learn to trust the flag. If you're out there and you're looking at the, and the flag sitting there doing that and say, I don't know, is there a fish or do we want to reel all that in? If the flag doesn't look right, you bring it in and check it because nine times out of ten something is going to be missed with it, whether it's a fish hanging on to it. Or, you know, just a weed or something worth checking. Um, oh, man. The way, the way it works is there's a little, the, the front end of it is there's a spring that goes from the, from the front of the board to the flag. And this flag, we just come out with this new design for this year, which we added um, holes on the flag. So now you can really get the strength of the, of the pull up by putting that spring all the way on the top. And on the bottom, and I've hauled some pretty heavy weights, but you can pull pretty heavy weights with this board. I'd say you could probably pull six ounces or so with this board, and the flags stay up. So there's a lot oh, of wow. tension on there, and then uh, and then the wire just goes through the back. And and this is a this is an add-on to the board. Um, when you when you come the when you buy the board right now, out of the package they come with this. They come with the orange release on the front, which is the same tension as the red one but it doesn't have the pin in the middle of it. And, um, you know, a lot of people like to upgrade that to the, to the snapper release. This, this is a way that, that, that most of the, like the walleye fishing and, and the majority of the, of the people that are buying the board can use it just like this out of the package. We like to set options up. Everybody, you talk to 10 different people in there, they've all got this little different way they like to run the board. So you kind of find out what, what you like to do the best. But they come like this. Um, the, the tattle flag is separate. There's an economy kit, we call it now, that's just got the wire and the, the spring and the stuff to, to make the tattle flag kit, and it's like 10 bucks at the store extra. Um, oh, wow. But it, but it gets you it, – it, it's the spring and everything to do it. Um, it's pretty simple to hook up. 
Very simple. Main thing, main thing when you hook them up, you want to make sure that when there's no flag on it, you want the flag to be loose. If you, if you make the flag too tight, you know, it's not going to be able to go down. So you want to make sure when you hook them up, there's the flag is on there so it can it can freely go up and down as it wants. But it's fun. I mean, you want, and the neat thing with this is if you get into smaller fish, sometimes you, you'll get a fish without the flag and the board just goes back and that's how you tell there's a yeah. fish on it without the flag. But what happens if you're in a place where you're getting smaller fish, sometimes you just see that flag go down and the board doesn't move. And especially when you're new to using planer boards, it, it takes quite a, an eye to get to read your boards and see what's running different. Well, this really takes the learning curve out of it. And you can take family out, you can take kids out. I mean, my six-year-old son can can look at that flag going down and say, you know, Daddy, we got a fish on. <laughs> you know, it doesn't right. take a lot to know something's going on. So it adds the fun to it. Everybody can get involved and say, hey, there's a fish. And uh, it's, it just adds a nice little element. And again, it, it just shortens the learning curve on it so much. And we're at the point where I'm running tattle flags on everything I can possibly run them on now. So now, do do you offer the tattletail for the bigger boards too? We don't. No, most of the time, because okay. by the time, usually the fish that you're catching with them, if if you're going to go with the bigger board, um, are going to pull it back. Um, and we haven't played around with it too much yet. It's it's not to say that we're not going to have anything, but right now it's just it's just the the big board on its own right now. Okay. So. Okay. Um, Robert Nasal Road would like to know if you can use those from the shore, and I say yes because if yes, you've got you the can. right board, it will take them right out to the middle or, or further past where you want to be, and they'll just sit there and work for you. I see. That. I think that's a great idea for a bank fisherman to have a board or two. Yeah, we've had quite a few guys. Uh, a lot of guys do that steelhead fishing up by us and up in the, the northern Ohio and along Lake Erie and the streams and stuff like that. They'll fish steelhead and instead of just casting out and you got your spinner or whatever bait you're using that, that goes by that hole where they're at for a couple seconds, they just put the planer board out and you feed it right there and you can let that bait sit right in front of them. And it's, it's as long as there's current, if there's water moving out, it's going to go out to the side whether you're in a boat or on the bank. doesn't yeah, matter. Right. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty exciting. And now I'm, it's going to look like Star Wars behind my boat. <laughs> I'm going to be fishing at night. I'm going to put that whisker stick. I'm going to put that LED up on that flag, and it, it's just going. Woo, woo. <laughs> that's going. That's yeah. going to be cool. Everybody's going. They're going. And I told Robert about this. I said the one time <laughs> I had a bunch of boats, and and they were kind of in my way. And then it was at night. So I put a red one out one side. I put a green one out the other side. I cleared every boat in the lake that was in front of me because they thought about a 50-foot cruiser was coming down through there. So, you know, I, I can – that'll be pretty cool to see those at night. That, that's Absolutely. Cool. Southwest Rider Outdoors says they need at least nine ounces of weight over 60 foot of water in the Mississippi River. That's not a problem if you get the SSTs. That's not a problem. They'll, they'll more than withhold the nine ounces is nothing to these guys. Uh, they, they will take big weights, big baits, and and you'll be very pleased with what they do. They, they just work so really well. Yeah. Well, and yeah. there's some adjustments you can do to them. Once you get out of them and start using them, you, once you get comfortable with just the mechanics of setting the board, you can play around with the weight a little bit. And we've got right. in this channel that the channel is open on the weight. So 
And uh, all you need to do is you just pop this screw out. Uh, what I'll do is, is I'll take the screw out and then uh, make a little mark on the weight right where the screw hole is at. Mm -hmm. And then uh -huh. I'll relocate it all the way forward, put it back in the board and see, okay, well, the mark's right here. And then I'll just kind of eyeball a hole and then just drill through the plastic. Don't try drilling through that weight. It's a real hard weight and it's, it's hard to drill through unless you've got a high-speed drill press. So you just drill a hole in the plastic. And then you can pop it out and play with it in, in different angles along the along the, the, the board, along the bottom here. Um, there is a weight behind the foam as well, just wedged in there. And uh, I was talking with uh, Chris Souders the other day. And what he was doing, he was pulling real slow, two-tenths, four-tenths of a mile an hour, just basically just real slow with them and, and heavier weights. And he actually took that weight out, and so there was more weight straight on the bottom of it. And that helped them stand up a little bit. Because these are really made originally for going at, you know, two miles an hour for, for faster mm -hmm. stuff. So we're, it's like yeah. anything else. It's a little different uh, application. So we got to find a few different ways of, of how we want to run them and set them. But they're, they're adaptable to a whole bunch of things. There's a couple different holes here for where you would set the back release. And that will adjust how it rides in the water. Um, the key is you don't want to – you want them to ride as nose-high – as you can as you can run them it's because that way if they're running up nose high you don't have to worry about them taking off and diving on you and a lot of times this board here it'll be running up high enough this whole curved part of the nose is barely even in the water and it's just you know it it's still going out to the side it may look a little funny sitting up like that but it's still going out to the side um and but that'll keep it from taking off or when you got a fish on it keeps it from from diving nose first on you well, I, I will, will mention this. I changed the weights in my boards and moved the weight forward because I thought I wanted them to ride level. And when you do that, they do ride level. And I didn't notice any difference on whether they went further out faster or slower one way or the other. But I will mention this, that when they're level in the water like that, they're a lot harder to see than they are with that front end mm -hmm. up. And these old eyes need all the help I can get. And when they set up in there, and, and they're not, you know, standing up like this. They're basically at an angle like this as you're pulling them through the water. They are a whole lot easier to see like that than they yeah. are when they're level. Because when they're level, they're only about this much of it out of the water. You get that 60 feet or so out to the side of your boat. It's not. And, and one of the other things that is extremely helpful, it's not something you have to do, but... If you go make a pull down uh, on a lake or something or a river, whatever you're fishing, and you want to get right back to that same area you was at, of course, you're going to use your electronics to put you on the same uh, part of the of the board where you're at or on the river water system that you're at. But if, if you have, um, uh, what am I trying to say here, them line counter reels, Mm -hmm. It makes a world of difference because you can put your, your trolling motor on your contour line and pull the same area, and then you can go out if you're at 40 feet or 50 feet or whatever it is, and you can just let that line out till you're at that spot, and you're going to be really close to the same spot that you've been catching fish on your first pull, and you can go back through there and catch the fish that you missed. Yeah. Well, and repeatability is the key. That's where it's nice, with this, whether it's the snap weights or – whatever you're using to being able to get accurately back where you're at. And they make, they make, if you don't have the line counter rods, um, a lot of times what we'll tell you, if you take a spot on your corner of your boat 
as a starting spot and then go 10 feet up from that spot and put like a piece of tape or a black tape or a mark on, on the side there. So, mm -hmm. you know, okay, you put your rod tip there and then you just kind of three spool it up to that spot. So there's, there's 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet. And that's, you know, a, a crude way of doing it, but it'll work if you don't have the line counter reels, but the line counters definitely help, definitely help get things it, back it, to where it needs to be. And I can see using them even for, you know, whether you're planer boards or not, anywhere you're changing your depths, distances behind the boat. Um, you know, if you guys are fishing bottom most of the time, it's a little, not quite as big, but we fish a lot of suspended baits and a lot of suspended fish, and line counters are key for doing that. Sure. Now, another thing that I, but I'm going to tell these guys that are wanting to try planer boards out, um, you can let your line out with your bait on it till it hits the bottom, give yourself a little slack, tie the board on, and just let it free spool till you take it out as far as you want to go. And that works very well. What I do is I cast my bait out and let it hit the bottom, and then I get me some slack, tie the board on, and then it's down away from the boat, so you don't have any shadows, very a lot less noise, and then I let the board out as far as I want to go before I put the next one out. Uh, I like doing it that way. It seems to get the, the, the bait out faster than if you do just let it down, and then again, if you're drifting, if you're uh, suspended baits, you want to let it down so you know how far you are. But when I, I don't, I just want it away from the boat. And the further behind the boat, the less noise, less shadows, all that stuff. Uh, on the rivers, I don't have to worry about shadows because it's so murky and muddy and stuff. That uh, so much noise with the current. But in these lakes, uh, it's not like that, is it, Doc? No. Uh -huh. And they do see shadows and they do hear noises in boats that they would not hear on yeah. on river systems. Well, and, and when you're using a planer board, you're just opening up a hole. You know, you can be, I know when I'm, when I'm dragging baits, I've got right now, uh, if I'm not running a planer board, we, we run four lines. So there's two per person and you run like that. But when you add the planer boards, then you can go out an additional 20, 30 feet. And a lot of times, especially on a big boat like mine, when it goes over top of a fish, they blow out from underneath of it, and then they circle back around, and then there's that planer board that's right there. That's correct. Uh, presenting the bait to them. Mm -hmm. So that is for sure. I, I I really do enjoy them very much. Uh, they are a lot of fun, and for the guys, and and uh, not just guys, but anyone that thinks that uh, catfishing uh, is just sitting there waiting for the fish to bite, that is definitely not the case because we're coming into the planer board era of catfishing as we did the bump back, bottom bouncing and bumping, whatever you want to call it. It is changing the way that we put fish in the boat. Uh, yeah. and, and there's a lot of variables, a lot of different things you can do, but the more things you try and what works for us may not work for you. You may have to uh, adjust the way we do it or try something altogether different. But once you figure out what works for you and you got confidence, it's, it's going to work from now on. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, 25, 30 years ago, uh, <coughs> we waited on the catfish to come to us. Nowadays, we go after the catfish. We're That's looking right. For the, we're looking for the active feeders. We're on offense now where we used to always be on defense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you can cover a lot of water with these boards, you know, like I said. Oh, yeah. You really can. You know, and with that, you guys talking about pulling them boards at, at uh, two and three mile an hour, uh, man, you really cover a lot of water that way. I'm Most of the time, we're at a half mile an hour or less or a little mm -hmm. over. Uh, but yeah, if you're pulling them at two mile an hour, you cover a lot of water. Oh yeah, we can we can cover a cove in about one one trip down the cove and one trip out the cove, and we pretty much have that whole cove covered. <laughs> <laughs> How many yeah. rods are you running doing that, Nick? Uh, the crappie fishing will run eight rods. We'll run four boards eight out rods. of side, or, or a lot of times we'll run three boards out each side, and then two off the corners, which we call a dead rod without a board on it. And that'll be a lot of times we'll run a tadpole and a crankbait or a tadpole and jigs, and we'll use that to adjust the depth. So we'll kind of find out where the depth they want it because it's easy to crank them up and let them out as we're trolling. And once we start hitting at a certain depth, sometimes we'll, we'll put them out on the planer boards at the same depth. But that stops from having to change the reel and the planer boards back and forth into changing. But uh, yeah, we've run, I, we've seen guys run up to, I think, probably nine, eight or nine out. Out one side was the most I've seen some. I don't want to mess with that, but I've seen eight or nine yeah. out one side of the boat. But that's a recipe for disaster, if you ask me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Doc, I can't imagine a 40 or 50-pound blue hitting that inside yeah. rod and just heading across that lake and taking them all out. Yeah. Yep. You might as well get the pocket knife out and start whacking that line. But but I would suggest anybody starting out, I would suggest just getting a right and a left, or at least just put to start out with using a left, right and a left. Get used to setting the board, putting it out, bringing it back in. Once you get comfortable with that, then you can introduce the the next ones on inside because then you've got a, you know, if you've got a fish on the outside board and you've got boards on the inside, you either have to reel the rest of the boards that are between the fish and the boat so you don't tangle them up. Or you have to, there's a couple different ways, which we, what we'll, we'll do is we'll set the board up so it trips. So that the, the release comes off the front part of the board. It'll be, the board is going out like that, and then and it'll trip. So we pull the line off the board, and the board flips around backwards, and it stops planing. So then it goes out to the side and out to the back of the boats. And then you can bring it straight up the back. So it'll go around our, our boards, our lines that are on the inside, as long as you're running, you know, fairly short leads so you don't have a lot of stuff going up high. But if you're fishing on the bottom with heavy weights, that line's going to be have a pretty good angle going down. So you can bring them around and then bring it in the water, bring it in the boat that way, and then just take the line off. And same thing, we'll set, we'll have, we'll run four boards out of side and get a fish on the third board out and never touch the other boards. We pop the board, it flips back, goes out of the spread, and we bring it right up the center. And when we go to set it, we just do the same thing. We'll put the bait out, put the board on the line, and then we'll just free spool it, let it float back, say, you know, 60, 70 feet, or however far back you think you need to get it to pull up into the line and away from the other baits, and, and, there, and there it goes. So it's, that's, there's some videos on our YouTube on how to do that kind of stuff too. But that's that's stuff after you're really comfortable with a board or two out each side, then you can start playing around with that. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's a great idea for people that's not used one before to start out with one per side, and then as they get more comfortable with them, because the last thing you want to do is is spend your money and get a set of boards and try to put too many out right off the bat, and then you're aggravated when you're tangled up or if something doesn't mm -hmm. go right. Get comfortable with using one out the side, then graduate up to the second or third set, uh, and go from there because. 
it's so productive that you want to make sure that you're comfortable with doing it and that you enjoy it because you will put more fish in the boat. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know last year I fished a tournament with my grandkids and we I ran four four planer boards and then two draggers right out the back and the and the mm -hmm. girls were they they knew how to watch those boards and they were they knew when the fish were on the boards so you know even in, even the kids you can teach them you know they they like watching that board stop and then start moving the wrong way so uh, yeah. just a blast and like i say uh someone beginning out the sport or kids or anybody that it's just an excite it's just an exciting way to to fish <laughs> and the more uh the more the more uh, fun you have and the more excitement it is for someone starting out or a youngster that that uh, gets bored easier quickly this is something that'll keep their attention span for a lot longer period of time and and then we got to bring more people in the sport so this is a great way to do it yeah and the girl I mean within a matter of minutes I talked to the girls how to get them boards off of the thing and then you know I mean it, yep. it got to the point where I didn't even have to fool with the boards all I had to do is get them out there well, yeah, well, that's, that's funny. That adds a, it adds a, it adds a good uh, teamwork aspect into it too. You know, the yeah. person cranking yeah. the board in, everybody kind of works together to pull the boards off the line and and, and net the fish, and it, it it really gets everybody involved. Yeah, yeah and, and with kids, you know, their attention spans pretty limited. <laughs> so, it, you know, the boards make it. You know, they think they're pretty cool watching them boards just flip way out to the side of the boat. Yep. Well, let's face it, they could be playing video games. So every time you take them and put them in a boat and take them fishing, it's just yeah. one video game you beat them guys out of. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. So it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Well, Nick, thank you so much for, for helping us out on the show tonight. I hope everybody, uh, I hope we got all their questions answered, and I hope they, they enjoyed uh, you being on the show with us because I know I really did, and you answered a lot of questions that that I had and and uh, it, it's just a fun way to do it and uh, you can you tell these people how they can get your product or, or get a yeah, hold of you if they have questions or something we're available uh, at a lot of different retailers uh, not a little south it's a little harder but uh, website online stuff there's a lot of online retailers if you search for offshore tackle um, there's there's our website offshoretackle.com you can order direct from us um, the biggest thing that I, I'd like to mention is that the last few years we've been a been, in a, been a US company made here in the US for for the whole time there's always been and recently we've had a few few companies go out and, and uh, make uh, copies of, of the releases and they look the same on, on paper and you know and online, but for the people that haven't used them, there's a difference. So, if, if you're going to buy these little red releases and, and and buy these, if you're looking for offshore tackle products, make sure that it's from a reputable place and that it's you know you're getting offshore tackle stuff. They do a lot of stuff on eBay, and they'll use offshore tackle in the header to make it look like it, and and it's it's not an offshore tackle product. So just be sure. Um, as I said, the best way is, is either our website, and there's a lot of different websites, Good Tackle websites on online and places like that. And if you have any questions, any more questions that we didn't cover, feel free to um, look us up on our Facebook page. Uh, there's my 
my email and, and contact information is on our um, on our website and that's that's a lot of we've had a lot of fun and like I said our thing is we've been striving our, our main goal is to be able to keep this stuff made here in, in the US and, and and keep the jobs going here and, and the quality is here we, we can't control send stuff overseas it's so hard to control the quality on stuff and, and that's right. that's our goal you know people buy stuff we want them you know like these brackets here we can take the bracket and you can step on this bracket and flip it around and you know you're not you're not gonna oh, wow, hurt this wow. stuff. So you can that's a amazing right there. Right there. You know, we'll We'll sit I would here never at a, at a for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. I've literally driven this board over with my truck and it went fishing with it the next day. Wow. <laughs> so Man. you're not gonna hurt it. You kick yeah. it around, step on it on the boat, and it's you know, it's it's gonna and if something happens where usually if, if you ever do you really abuse it too bad, usually the rivet goes before the bracket. I don't think I've ever seen a bracket go, but sure. But it's just well, you know, but that's our the thing, and it's not we don't build it cheap. We build it good, and we build it to last. So that's that's exactly right. And then and uh, I love American-made stuff, as most people do. Uh, some things you can't get that way, but yep. if there is a, an option, I will always opt for the good stuff. And, and that's that's just the difference. And like I say, you buy, pay a couple bucks extra, get the good stuff, and only do it one time instead of buying the other stuff every other time you go out. You'll be a lot happier in the end. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Nick, thank you so much. Uh, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of offshore tackle information coming out here in the, in the next month or so. So people need to pay attention, and all the viewers know that any time that I can ask answer a question for them, uh, all they have to do is let Doc or I know. And if we don't know the answer, we'll get a hold of Nick or yeah, Bruce we'll or Robert or somebody and find the answer for them if we can. Uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, I've been trying to find some information for a guy wanting to bank fish on a certain river over east of us, and nobody will give me that information. I don't know if they're hiding it from me. And they they got to know it ain't from me because I'm not going to go over there and bank fish. If I drive that far, I'm taking a boat. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But we do our best to try to find as much information for people as we possibly can, and, and uh, a lot of times we can answer their questions for them. But we really appreciate you being on the show, and uh, thanks so much for joining us. And, you know, at some point, we may want to get you back on here if you're interested. Yeah, I had a great time. It's good. It's nice to be able to talk to everybody and you get some questions right here. And and it's it's much nicer to be able to show you. It's one of those things. Like I said, if you just read an article, it can be a little intimidating, but it's not. You get a couple of them. Just go out and leave everything home and just go for a day. And you're going to play with. You're going to use planer boards and then a little bit. You're going to get some confidence in them and That's you'll right. be tearing them up in no time. I will also mention that anybody that has not seen it or has seen it and forgot about it, uh, their little uh, magazine, newspaper, I don't know what you really call that, uh, but it's an offshore tackle. Uh, offshore release, paper. we call it, but it's, it's a, offshore that's release. a little newspaper, yeah. It has a wealth of information in that thing, and I've got them. So if anybody wants them, I've given some away to different places where we go, and I will have more to give away. I can't tell you how much information is in there, and you can use it with different products, but it it is great. And some of the people that are writing these articles – or guys you have heard of. They're not just somebody that wrote, made something up. These are the big dogs, and it's a very well-published public, uh, 
paper to look at, and I enjoy reading them a lot. They're really good. Well, and, and they're also available. You go on our website under the articles tab, and each year in the last 10 years probably are the regular PDF version of the, pa of the paper with the articles and the photos and everything in it. So you can want, look and read them right online if you don't have one at their local store or available to you or if you don't have one. So you can read all the articles. You can read the past. I think this is our 22nd edition, so 22 years we've been putting this out. And, and it's, it's geared towards our products, but it's not – the whole thing isn't just a sales pitch. So we try to keep it as right. much information-oriented as we can. Good deal. And it, it is that. It is great information. Uh, and like I say, uh, any anything that, that you guys can do uh, that you have questions about, contact us, contact Nick, uh, get on Facebook, get a hold of them. They'll get you the right answer, and I promise you it's a quality product. All right, Nick. Thanks a bunch. Right, We're going to well, get on to some more things, and All we'll right. be talking to you really, really soon. Okay. Nice talking with you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thanks, Nick. Man, that's a, that a great interview we had with Nick. He, he's a wealth yeah. of information. People really need to take a look at these boards because they are one of the fastest growing aspects of catfishing. Uh, a lot of guys say, I'm not going to use them. I'm not going to try this. I don't want to do this or that. But you're missing the boat on some fish that you should probably be catching. Yeah. We had a little brain fart over here a while ago. I don't know if we're having dreams or what, Doc, but she barked a couple times and never moved her head. <laughs> but it is what it is. I have uh, something I want to tell these guys about. All-American Catfish Tournament June 10th will be a qualifier for the Catfish Weekly National Championship at Call Point in Kansas City. If you have any questions, get a hold of uh, All-American Catfish Tournaments or Tim Berger, and he can get you the information. He was on our show here a couple weeks ago, and what a great guy. So uh, make sure that you get signed up for the June 10th tournament up at Call Point in Kansas City. Good deal. I've got uh, Flathead Blues results on Hoover Lake. This was a three-fish limit. It was a day tournament, and they changed it to three fish because it was fairly hot here over the weekend. Uh, so I applaud Amanda Johnson for doing that. She is the tournament director. Uh, first place, Jake Rice, Austin, and Jerry, 41.10 pounds. Big Fish was a 25.20-pound blue. Second, Scott Pranghorn and Amanda Johnson, 27.50. Third, Ron Hughes and David Funk, 27.10 pounds. And fourth, Sean Dalpin and Lane, 24.30 pounds. This Saturday coming up on the 10th, Rocky Fork. It's a cat chaser tournament, uh, and it's a night tournament. It is from 8 to 3.30 in the morning, and the doctor will be pulling boards, I guarantee you. <laughs> I said, you're going to see that red and green boards out there this weekend. So I am looking so forward to That's excellent. Robert with Crusher Marine says, if you have any questions, you can feel free to contact him. And I promise you, Robert knows how to use planer boards. He has helped me out so much. Uh, it, it's it, 
it's not he doesn't just do survivor units now if right. you guys don't think crusher marines involved with some other stuff you might be missing the boat because robert has helped me with so much stuff on planer boards and and different types of line and stuff that I ought to be trying or using uh so don't don't hesitate to give robert a call he's a super nice guy and he got the correct information that will help you out yep so, Doc, do we want to spin the wheel, or do we want to give the Doc's tip tonight first? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I can do the let's, Doc's tip tonight first. Let's do. All right. Well, Doc's tip tonight is, now, most everybody has, uh, daggone it, boy, I just, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> a vacuum, okay, a vacuum sealer, a food Saver vacuum sealer. Well, most everybody does skipjack. You know, I do skipjack. I do shad, do that. But I also do other things. One of those things being is I take my bearings, and this is a set, and they're sealed up. They're greased. They're sealed up. Air, you get that air out of there, and these bad boys will not rust. So if I have a breakdown, you know, I've got a set of bearings that's all ready ready to go hubs i always have one or two hubs ready to go and i've got a vacuum packed right in there rust will not get to it third and lastly is grease tubes i pack them in there a word of caution when you do a grease tube as you see it start to collapse down on the <laughs> hit the seal, hit the seal button, because if you don't, you're going to have a bag of grease in your hand here that's sealed up. Because it will, it. It, it'll crush it right down. So, uh, just word of caution, and that Doc's tip for the night. That's a great tip. I never thought of vacuum sealing bearings, but if you're traveling and as much as we go, that is an yeah. outstanding tip. You can have them packed, yep. ready to go with a seal. Yep. Grease is in there out. and are protected. Yep. Wipe the wipe the whatever is in off your race yeah. and put a little grease on that. You're ready to rock. What you a see, great tip that is. The hub's ready to go. There's no rust to this thing. This one's been vacuumed and it just sits there. I've got a box in the truck. I just put them in there, and you forget about them until you have a breakdown, and then you got to use them. That's right, man. That is such a great tip. I'm really impressed with that. That's a that's one of the best tips you've ever given us, and they've all been good. But I'm impressed with that now. That's really cool, Doc. We have this week 68 people that entered our rig wrap prize wheel drawing. I think everybody's uh, kind of liking this wheel, aren't they? Well, you know, I think they are. I really do. And now what we're going to do is I have all 68 of the people on our random.org, and and uh, all we have to do is randomize it, and the person's name that it comes up at the top of it is who will give this away. And how many times do you think we ought to randomize it? Well, let's do it two times tonight, two times. Two times, there's one, and there's two. 
Drum roll. Oh. It is Charlie Pitts. Charlie Pitts, you are the winner of whatever we spin on this wheel. I got to get my screen back up here. I changed screens so many times I've kind of lost on it. <laughs> and I'm going to pull it over here, Doc, so everybody can see it. Get as close as I can. We're going to start her right there. I'm going to turn her the other way this time. Okay. Try not to spin the bearings out of it. Oh, oh, oh. And it is Aaron Wheatley's hoodie from Monsters on the oh, Ohio. Wow, yeah. Boy, he just he just Charlie, put that on there last week. Last week. Uh Charlie, all you have to do is get a hold of us. I'll give you how if you can't get a hold of Aaron or get a hold of Aaron weekly weekly, he will ship that directly to you. Thank you for playing this. We will start a brand new prize wheel spin for next week as soon as we're done here uh it takes me a while to get everything loaded up for podcast and youtube and all the things that we do after we have a show so bear with me but i'll get them all uh, and i did want to mention this to, to everybody when you send those messages into the catfish weekly and tell us that you want to be entered in these drawings i copy those names off of your message and i paste it on the the next week thing that we're going to spend for now i always hit the like button if you don't see that we have hit that like button been missed or uh i forgot to hit the like button and if it if it has been just be honest enough to say hey you didn't hit my you didn't like my post but it's on there but if it's not like chances are I missed it for some reason, so let me know, and we'll be glad to take care of it. We want everybody to be involved with this. It's a lot of fun, and we enjoy it. Rick Grepp was so good to help us out with this and all of the sponsors. And next week, Doc, it, it remind me, we need to go over all these sponsors and let everybody know. And for yeah. those of you that are on the line about being part of the Rig Wrap prize wheel, there is only two spots left. We 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 – didn't we had a bunch of stuff going this last week, so we didn't get to, to check in with people to see if anybody else got on there. So if anybody else wants to get on there, there's only two spots left, uh, and you can give away some of your products and stuff to all the viewers. And everybody's is having a blast with this. So uh, what else? You, anything else you have for the night, Doc? We're one year less than one year away from the national championship tournament. And we have. 150 some individuals now qualified with a bunch of tournaments to go. Yes, we it's going to be a blast. It's going to yeah. be a blast. And, uh, you know, get out, check out our sponsors Survivor, Monsters on the Mississippi, uh, the, the people that's on here Hooker's Terminal Tackle, Mississippi River Monsters, Whiskerware Apparel, Catfish Conference, Rig Wraps, Whisker Sticks. Uh, Check these guys out. They've all got good products, and they're giving them away to you guys. So so try to acknowledge them. Robert with Survivor has been so good to us. You guys need to make sure. If you don't have a Survivor on, on your boat, you need one. I'm telling you, that'll save you fish in the long run. So, Stokes, we'll see you next Monday night on Catfish Weekly. <laughs>